Tukia te papa, kia hikara, tatatau ahi, he ahi tūtata, he ahi fitafita, he ahi tautau i ngā kaupapa kei te pai kōrero o party people. Nau mai rā ki te ahi kāroa, o ngā takiwhaitikanga o te wā, nā te puna, tongarewa a irirangi te mutu i utu. Kia ora, ko mihi ngā rangi Forbes ahau. Welcome to Party People e uh, It's Tuesday the 22nd of November. It's 101 days of lockdown here in Tāmaki, Makaurau. Joining me in the bunker are political super spreaders, Tauhinari and Shane Tepautina. Kia ora. Kia ora. Ka pai. Well, uh, the traffic light system kicks in in about 10 days. Uh, we'll move, we're all moving there as a country. The government has created toolkits and ver uh, verifier apps and... Uh, helping people to, to, you know, businesses particularly to work their way to 105 new cases yesterday, bouncing around there, hundreds of whānau in self-isolation uh, around the country, particularly in Tāmaki, Makaurau. So, if you had to self-isolate, do you reckon you're prepared, Shane? Yeah, I'm prepared, and that's because we, we live in a big house, lots of kai and resources, but if you're a whānau of 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 in Ōtara, Māngare, very different matter, and I, fo and I follow the good Dr Jensen's advice, get to hospital. Yeah, but what, have yeah. You, what are you prepared with? What well, do you think is important? Kai. The ability to get more food on online, to the ability to pay for it, the ability to have water, the ability to have a little bit of time out when you need it. And, you know, that, that, that's just the reality of a middle-class existence. Lots of whānau don't have that, and I'm really concerned about them. Yeah. When you think, given Māori are, uh, you know, half of all infections at the moment, should we be seeing some kind of messaging targeted at Māori and Pacifica whānau for what's in the kit, kind of like the civil emergency yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember the old days. You used to have your first aid kit, and you know, and they were given out. Licensing trust used to give them out. I think we need to sort of do something yeah. like that. Um, we we need to uh, uh, have little kits available. You know, these are for the the Panadol and whatever whatever else. And um, I mean, Maori communities at the moment are relying heavily on the Māori providers, They're not relying on the Ministry of Health because they're bloody useless. You know, they just haven't done their job. Who's done the job is the Pacific Island funnel, the Māori community, Papakura Marae, all of those sorts of uh, organisations. They're keeping us alive. Yeah, do you agree? I mean, the Ministry yeah. of Health got a lot on their hands at the moment. A lot, a, a lot on their hands, but just hand over the information, hand over the putia, mm. we'll get the job yeah. done. Because yeah. he, here's the reality is that if you, live in, if you live in South Auckland, and I don't want to talk hyperbole or scaremongering, mm. but the reality is that I think to, to is right, at least just front foot it. If you live in a large whānau or large anger, the chances of COVID coming to your, your whare are pretty high. Let's quit them now. Let's do it. Let's be yeah, proactive. We're, we're starting to hear the stories of mm. um, whānau who have got COVID, yeah. uh, who've got a whole lot of tamariki with them that are really unwell and yeah. not feeling like they can reach out. You know, what is the message that we've been heard? Dr Rawiri Jensen's actually uh, kindly fed into our programme. And, and what's he saying, Tau? He's saying, he's saying, if in doubt, there is no doubt. Mm. You know, get on the phone, ring an ambulance, get to the hospital straight away. You know, I mean, I worry that there are so many of uh, people isolating at home, but these people who are isolating at home are with, are with nine other people. Mm. You know, I mean, how is that possible? I mean, uh, we don't want to overload the, the hospitals. That's a given. But uh, hey, I, I think that if you, if you are feeling unwell and you cannot look after yourself or your whanau, get onto the phone, 111, please come and pick me up, send an ambulance. 
Yeah, Dr. Rawiri Jensen's also saying that the um, I think it's about five or six of the recent deaths have been Maori, whānau yeah. Maori. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, this because the um, vaccinations suppress the efficacy of COVID. Um, you're less likely to get really sick. You're less likely to die. But if you're unvaccinated, mm. uh, the chances of you getting unwell, the chances of you get uh, dying are much higher. And what we're seeing is the effects of the of um, a, a, a poor vaccination rollout program when it comes to our people. And we're so young, so you know we've been behind the eight ball. So we're just doing catch up. Still, well, still behind. Yeah. The interesting thing is that uh, I, I read. Uh, uh, just a couple of days ago about what's happening in Africa um, and there hasn't been the expected explosion uh, of COVID over there to do with a whole range of uh, uh, of things, you know, like Ebola, their, their, uh, their war on Ebola, their other uh, uh, viral infections that they've had. So what is interesting is that, I, th I, th I like I said last week, I think... Māori's saving grace will be the fact that there are so many young Māoris. Mm. And I still, still believe that because the, the, the disease, it looks like the disease is, is attacking the, the older people. Yeah. But what does what does uh, what does harm in long term younger people is what they call long COVID, mm. and 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 the long term effects. You know, we had Doctor Tuhui, which what a great name. You know, very sensible chap. I don't know if he has whakapapa, but very sensible chap. You know, long COVID six months and beyond. And even if we get over this pandemic, we're going to feel the long term effects in terms of uh, pain for the pandemic, etc., mm. for a long, long time. The Māori Party released a COVID strategy last week, doesn't support the current mandates, you don't either. What's the solution? Well, there is no solution. I mean, you can't... Uh, uh, look what's happening in Austria, Austria that where, the, where the unvaccinated uh, are, are being treated like some sort of lepers, like some sort of... You might as well put a V. But, but, but how do you get people to... To participate. But you can't. Look, but well, then the vast majority of New Zealand, nearly 90%, are vaccinated or are going to be vaccinated. I, I, I wouldn't quibble. Of the eligible New Zealanders that can yeah, be. Well, so so, so how do you not 12. overwhelm the ICUs? Well, we're not going to. I mean, there, there are people that out there that will not get the vaccination. Just quickly. Yeah. Do well, just remember, Ray, with mandates, they're limited mandates, you know, frontline health workers, teachers. But border, not police. Uh, border workers, not, not, not police, police, but but they, but they are reasonably limited. Mm. Um, but not and police. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. I'm saying, I'm, yes, they should, and should I don't know why they're not. OK, cool. Let's move on. Another poll this week, Read Research uh, news, news Hub found Labour 42, Nats 26-ish, and worth mentioning the Party Māori back to 2.1, so uh, Debingari Wapaka would be back in there. But the real story and that poll came uh, in, the, in the story of Tova O'Brien's last night on the leadership battle. So poll asked if it was down to Judith Collins or Simon Bridges, who would you pick and the results? That Mania Poto Kopoi could make a comeback. He's got the, <laughs> the endorsement with 40% compared to Collins, who's just on 23%, 36% yeah. didn't know. Shane, ko hoki mai Simon? Keith Whakataita, is he back in the race? No, well, he might be back in the race. And, you know, I think it's the difference between, uh, you know, what choose your poison, arsenic or cyanide. But remember, when you look at those numbers, that those numbers are amongst the 26%. The big issue is that the, that National hasn't made any ground against this government, in fact, lost ground against this government since the last election. So that's the real real, real thing. Here's the other thing, is that there's not going to be an orderly transition if there is a leadership change. Judith 
Collins will fight to the bitter ends and she will burn the house down before she ha hands over the keys to the whare. Any insights, She'll Kate? bring down the shed because yeah. that's all there is at the yeah. moment. I mean, uh, look, w when you have a, a fight, you, you gotta, you, in politics, you've got to uh, garner enough from the centre mm. to see you through. They've, they're not even near the centre. If you put National and ACT together, that's only 30-odd percent. Mm. You know, let's not kid ourselves. So, so the big battle between left and right is, is still going the left's way. Yeah, so Shane, you said, you know, it's not even a race, but what is the other race? What's the other option? I think the other option is that they're going to just hang on to what they've got and see what the new year brings them. They, they will be hoping that, that there will be a summer of chaos and they'll get some traction, but even if you get that, you've got to know to have an alternative message, have an alternative pathway forward, and I don't think the, the National Party has got, got that. And also remember, in terms of Simon, last time he was elected, his negatives were the lowest ever since polls were taken by national pollsters themselves. So I just, I, okay. I, I, don't, I don't see a way out for them in, 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 in the near future, actually. So so who are the contenders, Tau? You've got an insight into the party? Mm. Oh, yeah. Surely. Well, uh, from, the work, from, from the people that I've spoken to um, around the caucus table, I might add, yeah. yes, there will be a leadership change. They do not know when because they're freaking out about whether they should do it before Christmas or after. And the fact of the matter is, Judith Collins is gone. Yep, Why Christmas? Gone. Who knows? See, that's what you get on Party People. Yeah. You get all the breaking mm. news so, with you two. Yeah. You hear it here first. And I, and I know that no one's throwing any extra, extra names up, but you know, when you look at the party, knowing the values of the National yep. Party, who do you like? Oh, it's, it's, it's hard for me because I think they all look, look the same. You know, they speak the same. There's no different policies. There's well, no... Well, well do, you, do you agree with Shane that Simon Bridges is not really a contender? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, uh, you know, Simon, a nice fella, he had his shot uh, and, and we might as well just leave it into the, in the past. Personally, I think um, Nicola Willis... Um, is, is somebody who could develop into a, a centre-right, progressive, uh, liberal. Because uh, to, to, you've got to get the 10%, the 15% in the centre. You can rely on your core support, maybe, um, but you've got to, got to win the centre, and she's about the only one that could. Was it a mistake for them to let Paula Bennett go? Would she be valuable now? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean... Uh, Paula, me, um, Simon, we all had our we all had our go. And and now it's time to look forward and move on. Do you think, Shane? Yeah, no, you, you have to have a generational shift, particularly when you've been in government so long. So Paula, Paula wasn't the answer, and I don't think Paula would have been much different to, to Judith Collins. She's changed her political hue because she's probably interested in the uh, mayoralty, but she would have pretty much stuck to the game plan that Judith has Who have they got to. then? Well, that's the problem, and here's the problem with... Uh, Miss Willis from Wellington, who I quite like, uh, the Liberals don't have control of the party. The fundamentalists, the Pentecostals, have control of their party. And this no, isn't, rubbish, this isn't, this isn't religious, this just, isn't religious it's just, bashing. It's just this talk from, from, uh, from a staunch Labour... No, no. Well, see, the other thing, too, I actually didn't vote Green, uh, Labour last election. I voted for the, I, no, no, I didn't. I voted for the Greens. Um, well, but, would they, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I did. I voted for the Greens <laughs> because... I, because well, because we're in a cri climate crisis and we need to try and fix this and leave But you drive a big gas guzzler. Yeah, not as big as yours. So the thing you is... You want an electric car. Pardon? If you're going to vote Greens, you need an electric car. 
I'm, I'm, you know what? My next car's going to be electric. I'm Did you know that Ford are making yeah. the F-150 Lightning? It's an electric ute, and it will all also be a mobile generator. So other cars can get their technology. Oh, I'm going to come back. Finish your point yeah, sure. about the Pentecostal church, though. Oh no, I just think that the liberals don't, the liberals don't have control of the party, so it's not it's not going to come from uh, that group. Uh, but what they what they are doing, and I've heard this, you toes inside information is absolutely right. But I've heard from directly from people inside the caucus, is that they're doing their best to at least keep bridges out. Kapai, let's go to another race. This one's the uh, Wellington Mural yeah, race. We've got a Wahine Māori from Taranaki, Whakapapa. Mm. She's thrown her hat in the ring. Um, Tori Fano. Uh, yeah, she's an ex-Green staff, uh, Chief of Staff. You know, you know, you know, first of all, Tai, how important is the Wellington Mural race in terms of well, One, I think it's hugely important because there are issues that down in Wellington and our capital city that need to be uh, that need to be sorted out, public transport, public housing, all those sorts of things. But here's the thing. Doesn't Wellington... They've already got two Māori councillors. We've got, out of 20, one. And, and you know, he's a, he a Māori, Samoan, Samoan Māori. Um... We, we have no candidate who is a Māori for, for the mayoralty, and Wellington have got a Māori woman who's going to be a candidate for, for the mayor, the Tory whānau. I, th I think it's wonderful. I think Wellington are the, are the Liberals in all of this. We, we're, so, we're so backward in Tāmaki, we can't see it. New Zealand, in fact, the world's largest Polynesian Pacific Island mm. Māori community in the world. Tilda. And what do we get? Parkers. Mm. So, in terms, just to finish off the, you know, your experience at Parliament, how influential is the Wellington Council and, you know, the leadership there? Oh, I think I think it is uh, influential because it's the Beltway. It's the it's 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 the nine to five happening in Wellington. What could a what could a Tory Fano, uh, Tamantha Paul, Tamantha Paul, and um, there's one third. Jill Day. Yeah, Jill Day. What could they do if they were, you know? Group together. I think their lobby. I think their lobbying power uh, increases, uh, and and uh, they get. It's only five minute walk to to Parliament mm. to just just Inder's office. And they know how to get in the doors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she wants to tackle infrastructure, yeah. water issues, crumbling buildings. She wants to re rebuild a sense of community in Fanangatanga. Yeah, I've got my popcorn ready because there's going to be a really interesting race on there. Not only will Tori Fano, uh, the former chief of staff, that is actually quite a good builder of coalitions. Mm. You know, she's had that experience. But I predict that Paul Eagle will run. The, uh, he's currently a member of parliament for Rungotai. That's the word on the street. Hasn't been confirmed yet. So I think we're going to see a scrap between those two. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. And then someone from the right. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a heck of a race and it's going to be reckon, one to watch. Do you, do you reckon Paul Eagle would give his seat up? Yeah, well, he'd have to, yeah. No, no, to, uh, you know, I mean, this is the question yeah. I've always yeah. asked. Mm -hmm. If you want to go run for mayor, uh, jump off the MP, MP salary. Well, he's got a dilemma, Ray, because the election was only, what, just over a year ago, and I understand, I wasn't around, but I understand that one of the questions he was asked is, well, oh, aren't you interested in me? And he said, no, no, I'll see out my term. So I think what he'll probably say is, well, you know, our citizen crisis, I've got a bigger responsibility, but it's a dilemma that he face, he'll a face. And the other thing is that why, you know, why wouldn't the simple argument is, hey, you're doing okay where you, where you are, you've got a job to do, let's elect Tory and let's get two for the price of one. But will they? 
But do politicians think like that? No, no, they don't. There's going to, <laughs> there's, no. there's, there's going to be a bun fight, and uh, and you're going to have an independent Green and an independent Labour person stand. And I'm, I, you know, it hasn't been confirmed, but I think it's on the cards. There, there was a story by Bryce Edwards uh, recently talking about the revolving door of political lobbyists. Fano being one of them. Obviously, she's uh, she's working as she was a she she was working with the Greens. Now she's working. Um, uh, in a communications company with yep. some other former political advisers. Is this how it works in Wellington? Is it okay? Yeah, there's bigger lobbyists and there are smaller lobbyists. Mm. Uh, and uh, there are firms that make their... They've got a card that they walk into Parliament, they still have to sign in, but they you know, they have the, the, the run of, part of, of, of the place. I, I Personally, I, don't, I, I can't see anything wrong with it. Mm. Just what about you, Shane? Does it change the, the, kind of, the potential of the kind of... Poly- Politicians we get. Well, you know what? I don't mind if they if they're upfront about it and they say I'm yep. the PR person or I work in communications. But it's the we're the person who might work for a particular company, but actually they're the full time lobbyists. Yeah. And 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 it's sort of like a, a hidden door. Um. At least with the people who work in PR companies and communication companies, at least we know what they are. Is there it's any the equity look... to those tickets? Pardon? Any equity to those cards through the door? No. I there, mean, who there, chooses? No, there, there, there probably isn't. Well, you you've got to you've got to have an inside edge and you've got to have. Uh, it's actually not really about access to the ministers you know what ha- and the important access is officials officials and people who work in the minister's office because that's where you can have some influence in terms of policy yeah, Edwards makes a point that switching between from the beehive jobs uh, into roles where you use your political relationships and information would be illegal in other countries but do you think we need stricter rules yeah like where I, I'm not quite sure I'm not sure quite sure what the real examples are because the reality is even if you have if you have strong um, constraints, you can get around it. And I'd rather people just be open about it. If you work for a com- communications yep. company or PR company, so be it. Yeah, mm. pretty much. I mean, if, uh, it's, it's like me. If somebody asks me, oh, could you talk to your cousin Penny? I mean, you know, that's the same. it's not on the same level, but it is basically the same. And, and Shane and I uh, have a good relationship with most uh, MPs. And, and if, if somebody asks us to, to sort of, Push the barrow. We will. You should set up a company then, Toe. Oh yeah, but I don't want to be uh, charge every see, six I don't want to be paid. I don't want to be paid for the mates and companionship that I have with some of the people down in Wellington. But the reality is, lots of people, as we know, are Toe make take advantage of those relationships and earn a lot of money, and sometimes for very little or no outcome. It's just a, yeah, yeah, it yeah. happens. Oh, but maybe I, maybe I change my but, mind. But but my my experience that I've had is that you can only get. Do so much, and then, and then, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't think that, um, the, level don't, of, the level of corruption that exists in other countries yeah, does I don't, exist I don't, in New Zealand. I don't think that New yeah. Zealand's lobbyists yeah. have as much uh, influence mm. as Bryce or anybody else yeah. thinks they do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we're going to talk about supermarkets this week. This week, uh, we're talking kai kai in the supermarkets. There's two big players in in this market, and it's often referred to as the supermarket duopoly. So Woolworths uh, Foodstuffs, who are reported to be making healthy profits. Um, Toe, how much for a block of cheese, do you reckon? Uh, how much is a block of cheese? Yeah. Around about 15, 16 bucks? That's right. Um, and in Australia, I think the comparison is, you know, much less, yeah. probably more around 10 bucks. So uh, in July, a countdown spokesperson told News Hub when they did the story that it's because the cost of the product, the cost of shipping, transport, distribution, and also GST. I mean, is that a fair answer? Oh, it's, it's, it's one of the answers that everybody roll, rolls out when they put their prices up. 
you know, the supply chain, blah, 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 blah. And and at the end of the day, the the poor mug that has to go to Countdown, New World and, and wherever, yeah. um, they're the ones that pay for it. But, but here's the thing. Um, we've got two. There is a duopoly. What happens if we have three? What do you call that? A triopoly? I don't, I don't know what you call it, but you call it. You call it. You call it some greater level of competition, and competition yeah. tend to lower, lower the prices down. Um, there is an argument, uh, transport, all that sort of thing. If you're buying a block of smelly cheese from France, but you're talking about cheese that's made in and around Aotearoa, in and around Auckland, so there aren't those transport costs. That's sort of yeah. that's just humbug. Mm. It's, 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 yeah. like, it's, it's like why is milk uh, dearer in this country than it is in Australia? Yeah. Yeah, so the Commerce Commission is, uh, Newsroom also uh, published a story recently saying the Commerce Commission is looking at whether foodstuffs and Woolworths should be required to divest some of their business to break that stranglehold into the uh, the grocery market. Would you agree? Yeah, because it's not it's not just about um, having duopolies, it's about how, how they control the small cheese manufacturer uh, in terms of what they what they charge for commissions yep. and all that and how they place on it it's really a system that uh, works against the be the best interests of the consumer and the best interests of, of small business it's, See, not, it's only just do not they, fair not only do they own the supermarkets mm. yeah. but they also and the own distribution. the distribution and that that's when you get into some sort of conflict of interest and and, and uh, that's when the issue of duopoly comes about not just because they they are there, but they they own each and every individual part of the operation, right from start to go. And I think you know this is a perfect opportunity to turn our forty billion dollar Maori economy and growing Maori economy well, into a provider, direct provider this, of goods and services. Yeah, this is the next question: Is that actually, as COVID has been a great example of how Maori can create food chains, but they can't have food sovereignty yet because the access... Because you can't to, break in. That's right. So um, is it a treaty issue? It is a treaty issue, but also I don't. I, I wouldn't want to see just construct in terms of let's just open another supermarket change. Let's look at other ways of deliveries. Let's look at online systems. Yes. Let's look at bolstering our markets because we know if we live in Tamaki Makoto and we want to get good quality vegetables that are affordable... We don't go to the local supermarket. We go to the flea market on Saturday. And I think we can do all of that. Yeah. Just a little bit more sophistication. We go to the Chinese, the Chinese yeah. outlets, the Asian outlets. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. So, but in terms of buying bulk food, it's been difficult for some of these providers, you know, who are yeah. who, who are taking kai packages, and also, it's hard to. Do, you know, it's hard to source good kai for some of those packages, and we hear the stories of people saying, "Oh, you know, got dropped off way too many toilet rolls yep, and not yep, enough fruit yep. and veggies and hardly any meat, and then other people got too much." So it's been hard. And uh, so there's a there was a corridor recently about Ngāti Kuri up north, who's also been providing kai for them, and it's been a real struggle for them to source kai. Yeah, so. and, and it's essentially because you because we don't we don't have. We don't own the, uh, the the distribution network or the infrastructure. You know that, that that's key to uh, countdown. It's key to Woolworths. It's key to New World and Pack and Safe. Yeah, and it's been no surprise that over the last five years, folks that are newly introduced to the rich list come from the supermarkets. Eh? Yeah, yeah, no surprise. But he, he, here's the other thing: is what we've got to do is look. I don't want market intervention to this level because I don't think it will work in terms of saying, okay, these this is the most you can charge for milk, bread, etc. Right? You've got to have lower alternatives. But we've got to have some real intervention if the supermarket and the supermarket do not, duopolies do not behave themselves. So we've got to have a level of, an, of, of intervention. I think a good ex uh, example was used in 2007 
which the Commerce Commission um, split apart was Telecom, and so it mm. had to become Spark and then Chorus, and yeah. so that was about the re, uh, yeah. the distribution, the retailer and the provider, mm. um, and you know, of course, uh, the third. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that might. When did two degrees come two degrees. in? And, yep. and so yep. Maori got a bit of a share of the pie. Perhaps that's an example. You but know, one, should Maori it, have a share exactly of the, the food distribution in this yeah. country? But, but, but it's it's the one thing that would drop prices and put the fear of God into those progressive and and whoever else owns the supermarket chains. Is that is the distribution network. You, 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 there should be a rule. You can't own both of them. You either work in one, but not, but not both. That what that does is open it up to uh, the opportunity for Māori to become involved in the distribution. But it's not even a true, true duopoly. You know, if you live in Kowaro, you know, mm. uh, there's only one supermarket, and the next one is 20, right. 20 kilometres away. Yeah. So in yeah. many of our towns, it's a monopoly. I need your tweet of the week. My tweet of the week. My tweet of the week is the tweeter of the week, the tweeter of the month, the tweeter of 2021. Tina Nata. Every oh, time, is. every time she tweets something, she hits it on the. Oh, my, the head. Paki paki mo yep. yet. And her tweet made. in terms of getting people vaccinated, but she had to go and do a couple of karaoke numbers yep. before they would be vaccinated. Works. And There'd be no vaccination clever, if I was on the karaoke. And it's funny and it's timely, and we need it. Mine is about oh. uh, a person who's been vilified around the world for for quite a number of uh, years. But he's uh, he sparked hopes of the great comeback in sports, mm -hmm. and that was Tiger Woods yesterday, actually yeah. hitting the ball nine months after that horrific uh, accident. I can't wait till he uh, gets back. I can't wait till he shoves it up the establishment. I can't wait to, uh, for him to win another two or three majors and become the greatest golfer that the world has ever seen. Kapai, did you read it? Uh, Tiger Woods has sparked hopes of the greatest comeback in sports since Tiger Woods a few years ago. Kapai, what should we be looking for this week in politics? Uh, I think more rumblings within the National Party. Uh, we'll see how Auckland reopens in terms of being able to get your hair cut or your spit and shine uh, toe. And, um, and uh, also, I think that people are a little bit over 2021. We're going to start rolling out and hopefully have how a few bougie. parties. How bougie. Hey, how bougie Hi. is the opening of a barber's and a hairdresser's, for okay. God's what, sake? We'll tell the rest of us what we should be looking forward to, looking out for. Looking after yourself. Killed. Staying home. Don't go away for Christmas like some other people. I, uh, I, I wrote a reckon. Uh, when yeah. it comes to public life, there's a perception from some that politicians, councillors, even entertainers become fair game, um, that you can say what you want about them with mm. no repercussions. So lately I've seen the rise of attack on women, mm. the Prime Minister, Nanaya Mahuta, Marama Davison, Debbie Ngari Wapaka, Marnie Dunlop, others like Tova mm -hmm. O'Brien, Paula Bennett used to get it all the time. The list goes on. Uh, and I've had my fair share, but yeah. not like that, and I'm pretty good at ignoring it. But this week, let's be better. Nō reira, kainga ahika, o tēnā whānau, o tēnā hapu, o tēnā kainga. Kiko nei tukia anō ai te papa ki a tuku i te ahi pū kauri o Pāri people ki tō ahi manawa. A ki reira, fita fita ai a hariaki nei nei au a mihingarangi ka heke. Kia kite anō tātou i a tātou anō. Hairera. That's us, Party Peeps. A big mihi to New Zealand on Ears Public Interest Journalism Fund for supporting this co-papa.